Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is October 13. The time is about 11.30 and Reddy and Nguyen has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hands. If you're a newcomer, please let our team know and put your camera on if you're a newcomer and let our team know if you're a newcomer. Nivedita? Hi, good afternoon, Rahul. Um, good afternoon, ma'am. My H1B has been approved uh, recently and I'm on Davin CPT right now, like my Davin CPT, but since October 1st, since the H1B has approved, so I, my effective date was October 4th. So my question is, I'm planning to withdraw my Davin CPT coursework. So, and I'm planning to have my visa appointment soon in December. So is it, wait, how wait, far first, is it safe? Did you got the H1B with a change of status with the I-94 attached, or you just got the H1B with the consular processing? I got the H1B with the I-94 attached. So you have the I-94 attached. Yeah, you can, you, you're you automatically out of CPT uh, on the day your H1B is approved or October 1st, whichever is latest. You're not mm-hmm. on CPT anymore. You're out of the college. Right, but but even if I withdraw the coursework, so there's no issues with the no issues. stamping. Menu. No issues. No issues okay. in the stamping, ma'am. Okay. Now, However, day one CPT universities are looked down a little bit. That's a different issue. But even if you're mm-hmm. going to Harvard University also, if you get mm-hmm. the H-1B approval and you withdraw from it, you're perfectly good. No problem with it. Okay. And as you explained, I applied through the FOIA for the approval notice and I have it, the approval notice from the FOIA request. So is that good, good enough, enough for, for the stamping? First, that's good enough for stamping. Now. Perfect. Next person, Perfect. Thank you. Azar? Hi, hi, Ro. Um, so my question is uh, mainly regarding the perm application. So I'm uh, waiting to get a response on my perm, likely in the next few weeks, uh, after looking on the Department of Labor's website. Mine was filed in late February and looks like they're processing February right now. Um, if that gets approved in the next few weeks here, my question is regarding an article that you all put on your website, I think end of last year, regarding filing I-140 separately or concurrently with the I-485. So my main question is regarding that. I don't have... Um, um, I would then- file 
I would yeah. file for you I-140 and 485 together though. The reason is okay. circumstances have changed. Um, okay. they are, which country you are from? Uh, Sweden, so rest of the world, yeah. Rest of the world. They, now they are telling that the rest of the world may be backlogged. It's not backlogged in November. So if I get your labor certification approval, I would not file only I-140. I'll file I-140 plus 485. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. And how soon after the perm approval can I file? Next day. Would I? Would it be beneficial to do that? The like, biometrics, medical type of a thing. First uh, of all, biometrics you cannot do it. The USCIS has in, have to invite you. Medicals. Okay. Um, it's a right now. I'm. I just want to rush and file your application. Okay. Right. I don't care about the medicals. Okay. Okay. Got it. So Got it's it. up to and you. And uh, I, I would not, I would, if it, you have until November 30th though. I mean, you have until November 30th. So, so definitely if you get the medicals, that's fine. Otherwise I'll file without the medicals. And, and, and lastly, uh, when it comes to audits, since I've been waiting now for almost eight months for my, uh, would they have notified us earlier if I was in an no, audit case? Really no, matter? no. Typically, this is a time where you will get an audit if you're going to get audit. But in general, the audit chances are less than 10%. Okay. And I'm just looking at the approval today. We got it for uh, January 27th. And that's in the morning. Let's see yesterday. What was it? Okay, give me one second. Oh, we got some February 9th yesterday. So you're about to get either most probably approval, if not an audit, okay? And then file as concurrently as soon as, as soon as I can. Is that right? That's what I would do. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Next Rao. person. Anurag. Yeah, hello, sir. Um, uh, my question is, um, uh, if, if I'm currently on H1B and can I get an, another job on GCAD? Yeah, absolutely. You can. Um, so, but, uh, so far I have seen a blog which says that if you, if you start using a GCEAD for the other job, then it invalidates your H1B status. Uh, see the question right now is what you want to try to do is that you don't want to inform your H1B employer that you're working on GCEAD. Okay. Correct. So my answer to you is, are you violating any law by working on GCEAD? No, you're not. So you're not. Uh, in case if there is any, any immigration office, like there are like visits uh, right, right now, right? H1B visits or something. Yeah, and they, if they come and visit and say, hey, here is my EAD. Uh, I can do whatever I want. Get lost. Okay. Okay. That Because since I'm EAD, I'm all, like a dual thing that, and there I, I got the point. Hey, if they come and question, how are you working on it? Hey, look, dummy, I have an EAD. Okay. okay. And you are saying that if, if I switch to EAD, I don't have to, even with my current employer also, I don't have to tell them that I'm on EAD, right? Means, uh, um, I, I know what you're trying to achieve. Okay. I know what you're trying to achieve. And I'm answering in the exact way. Okay. As of your concern, you're not violating an immigration law. If the okay. FTNS comes in, you're absolutely safe. Okay. Thank you very much. Swati? And there are sometimes, there are sometimes, Anurag, uh, the companies are extending the H1B and people like you are, okay? 
And is that something you're violating? I don't think so. Next so, question. So there is one more. Yeah. So hi, hi uh, Rahul. I have a question. Uh, 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 the thing is, I have my boyfriend is in US and he has a green card, and uh, so uh, we would like to get married next year. So I do have like B one B two like a visitor visa. So like, uh, how do I get F one? Like, can I go on the B one B two and then like uh, like if I want to study? Like can I uh, apply like yeah, first thing, first thing, mm -hmm. boyfriend and fiance are different. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. um, so if you decided to get married, you are not supposed to enter into this country on B one B. Okay, if mm -hmm. you have not decided to marry and you just want to visit United States, you can. Once you come here, if you change your decision, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you can't have the intention in India to marry him and come back here. And you may ask, how would anybody get it to my brain? Well, you have something called WhatsApp, okay? You're mm -hmm. chatting with your guy. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to get married as soon as I come into this country. That mm -hmm. is a violation. Okay. 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 Nowadays, everything is read by the government, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you have decided to get married, don't come on a B1, B2. Then mm -hmm. your husband has to get married. He has to file an I-130. Yeah. It takes yeah. two years for you to come into this country. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if you were here visiting Orlando or something like that, or going to Las Vegas, and then you mm -hmm. decide to get married, he can file an application here. He can get the green card here. You don't have to go outside the country. Okay? Okay. Okay. So, uh, Next. like, another question is, like, B1, B2, and then, like, uh, can I apply, if I'm on B1, B2, and then can I apply for an F1, like, if I want to study further, is that possible, like, coming you to the country? And not, just like the way you cannot have the intention of marrying, when you're coming mm -hmm. on the B1, B2, you can't mm -hmm. have an intention of going to school. But once mm -hmm. you come here, you decided to change your mind, you can. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, got it. You can't have an admission in a college and you're coming into this. Oh, I'm only coming here to go to Las Vegas. I have a casino. I go to Orlando or visit my sister. And then they yeah. find this out. You're you're trying to get into it. Then mm -hmm. they may deport you. Okay. No. Okay. Next person. Krishna. Krishna. So why, why, why? Uh, I just want to explain people the why intention is more clear. is very important. Let's say, for example, I'm just putting a hand like this, okay? I don't have intention to kill anybody. What if there is a weak, feeble guy behind me and I don't have an intention, I just stretch my hand and that guy falls and dies. Is it considered as murder? Most probably not, is it right? Because I don't have an intention to kill him. But if I know there's a feeble old guy is here and then if I just knock him like this and he's going to be dead, I did it like this, okay? And then he dies. I have the intent. So for all the things, intent is important though. How do they read the intent? There are a lot of different ways to read the intent. So your intent is it to get married or to go to school? You cannot enter in B1, B2. But once you come here, it's a different issue. You can change your intent, okay? Next person, please. Krishna? Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for posting this call. So uh, my wife, H1B, uh, is selected in this year lottery. But when we filed this application, we did not receive any receipt number. And once my attorney checked with USCIS, they said, like, your application, we are not able to trace your application. 
it happened what like happened to the, what happened to the check what happened to the check check is also check is also not uh, cashless i would have refiled the application okay so there is a way to refile the application right yeah but but the deadline is over is right oh the deadline to file the application is over you can't refile it right now that should have been done I mean, a long uh, time ago so they waited for september 25th and they raised the case after 20, september 25th and that's when they got this result that uh, we are not able to raise your application and that's not you know when the house is burning you got to put the water okay the house is burned down 6 months what's the use of putting the water so now when you file an application if it doesn't get cashed in 15 20 days that's when you are supposed to check it what's going on now the deadline is over what good is that going to be now do you see my point understood okay so now if the check is not cashed you're doomed you're not technically you missed the deadline next person please roy hey thank you rahul it won't um, do any good for you right now sorry good roy roy hey thank you rahul um i think you answered most of my questions when anurag asked few questions just to follow up on that um, uh, rahul is um, <clears throat> my i'm trying to get my employer mumi on ead um i'm not sure if they are willing to because they told me that my h1 is still valid until 2024 so there's no harm staying on so if the renewal happens like i'm trying to you know have another job on ead and if my renewal happens on h1 what what should i tell them or um, what will they see well you guys are, you guys need to pick it out one option okay mom or food avvaga valla buvaga valla pick one okay so definitely ead moving on to ead is good but this company doesn't allow you to move to ead to satisfy them will you keep keep your mouth shut okay just just get shut. you know just use ead and just don't you know do anything yeah if they if they keep on insisting provide the documents for uh, uh, i94 passport just give it to them you're not signing any h1b application right just give it to right. them they are okay. signing it they are filing it so is it a violation no not from your side right and my status Now, will is you, will you will you fight with them and lose one job and lose 100000 dollars for it i would not yeah agreed okay uh, just a quick so uh, question don't, Another, don't sorry don't no, try no. to don't try to read too much in it but go okay. ahead though yeah. right sure thank you um my status right now is case remains pending priority date 2014 um calling um, you know the the customer support they said uh, it's in nbc it was in san antonio before it's in nbc now and they said couple days ago there was an officer who looked at it does it mean anything Rahul? nope okay no nope. um my 485j was received on august 4 if i have to port my whole gc to a new employer do i have to wait for six more months I mean, four more months. If you do, if you don't wait for it, we give you a ten to twenty percent risk that you may be stuck in EB three. EB three, okay. And uh, EA, using EAD uh, right now. Not a problem. Have, not a problem. Not a my problem. spouse. Uh, will it? Uh, she is on H one B. Will it throw her out of H one B and uh, go into EAD or something? 
make a force there? Well, if she uses the EAD, she will be on EAD. If you use the EAD, she's still on H1B. H1B, okay. Uh, I think that's all I had. Thank you. Next person, please. Shma? Uh, hello, Rahul. Uh, my change of status request from F1 to H1 is approved. Post-approval, uh, we applied for my spouse F F2 to H4, and the case is still pending. But, so when, can... but when when did you apply for F2 to H1, H4? Uh, after H1 approval. After no, we received when? Receipt. What's the date? Uh, May 17th is the receipt date. May 17th, 2022? Yes. Okay, you're good. Okay, your H1B okay. starts from October first, is it right? No, mine is a different case. So it was last year approved, but change of status denied. Then we applied for amendment. A lot of things happened. So my question is about: Can he stay until he gets the decision? Wait, wait. Yeah. You applied for change of status, and you got the H1B approval with the I-94. Is it right? Uh, initially, without I-94, then I continued my F1 later, status. Later on. Later on, yeah. So, later on, so we filed amendment and yeah. With when did when did the H one B started for you? April twenty ninth start date, twenty twenty two. April twenty nine, twenty twenty two. But you filed your husband's H four in May of two thousand May seventh of two thousand twenty two. What is the status between the April after your H one B approval to May? Uh, I believe no status because. Right. So once he does not have a status, they may not grant him the H-4 status. The reason is that he filed later after your H-1B is approved. So on April 22nd, when your H-1B is approved, you're on H-1B. Mm -hmm. You filed. You should have filed along with yours, not later on, though. Okay. okay? So he his H-4 his H-4 may not be approved. He should go for stamping. He should apply for a visa stamping and go for H-4 stamping. Okay. So right now the case is still pending. So question is, can he continue to stay until the decision? Or no, ma'am, I would it? recommend he's, he's in violation of status from April 22nd to right now. Next person, please. Arun? Hi, Rahul. Thanks for uh, you're doing all to the immigrants. Okay. I am uh, in L1 status right now and until 10th of January 2023. And uh, I, I will be completing seven years. So I need to repatriate to India if I wanted to continue to work in India. I My spouse has got H1 uh, valid from October 1st, 2022 till 2025, uh, September 30th. So do I have any option? To, I have an option to live in US. I, I got that. Do I have Do I have any option to continue to work in United States? Any other options through converting to F1? Or I have heard your video like yesterday, uh, some micro nations something. So I would like um, to know um, if I have any one option. One thing, why, why not you work on your husband's I-140 approval now? That might be taking quite some time, right? It might be taking a year. But uh, yeah, no, the yeah. best one is definitely is for you to have him work on the I-140. You've been in the country for seven years. Seven you years. never even consider yourself to filing an I-140. That means that something is wrong with you. Your husband got the, he's been on L2. He should have applied, yeah. uh, he should have applied the I-140 long time ago. 
he never applied for seven years. No, we were not aware that L2 can apply for I-140. We were not aware. Of well, you need to, yeah, you need to listen to our channel until you get the green card now, okay? Um, and I, the best thing right now is for him to apply for the I-140. If you want to work, you have to leave this country now. Okay. okay. Uh, can I convert and it to F1 put, by any? First of all, put 100% of your efforts on your husband's I-140 application. F1 will not allow you to work. Okay. What about that micronation something? Well, you're not born there. I'm not. I'm you're an not. Indian citizen. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Well, you are not, if you're born in Micronesia, you will get it, but you're not. I'm just, mm -hmm. I just throw a thing that like, there are some countries like that. So yeah, you're not mm -hmm. a Micronesian, so you won't get any ID. So the best thing to, is oh. to get an I-140. The other thing is that for you to move out and work for one year and come back. And in the interim period, let your husband work on the I-140 though. Don't delay mm -hmm. it so that it takes time. Doesn't mean that you don't apply like the way you didn't apply for seven years. Your husband didn't apply for the seven years before, okay? Let him apply immediately. Oh. And then you decide whether you want to stay on H4 or if you want to actually go back to India and work for their one year and come back. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Thank you. You, you need to, you need to have a short-term plan. You need to have a long-term plan. A lot of people miss the long-term plans. Next person, please. Ram. Um, <clears throat> hi, Ram. Um, so I uh... I have a couple of questions. Um, uh, my priority date is uh, 2012 March, and I applied for 485 through Company A in 2020 November. I moved to Company B. What, 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 what is your priority date? You said. What is your priority date? You said. Uh, 2012 March. <clears throat> okay, keep 2012 going. March. Yeah, I have applied for 485 J in uh, 2021 December uh, through Company B, and now in 2022 mm -hmm. August I got uh, RFE. Uh, for medicals and also for some job duties. Uh, I have sent mm -hmm. them. So meanwhile, I got another offer from company C. I was about to join company C, but I got an RFE and I I, I, I just uh, waited for, I, I just want to wait for a couple of months. So I still did not get response. Now I want to move to company C. So uh, if I move to company C, if I get uh, an interview for um, my green card and uh, uh, I don't want to apply for 485J until I get the interview. You don't have and to. And my salary is almost like But if you get if you get the if you get the uh, interview though, you need to carry the 485J with your new company. Yeah, yeah. So, but my uh, salary from the previous POM application is almost like 60% more than previous POM application uh, with the new company C. So, is it going I to don't. be a problem? Your your priority date is 2012, buddy, and right now we are in 2022. So that's been no, more no, than uh, 10 years. No, no, but my uh, 2020, uh, I have a 2012 March, but uh, 2020, it's a different company. That's fine. Uh, still 60% is not, not that big enough to have any problem. <clears throat> okay, and I have one more question on that one. In, in case if I want to, after three months, if they call for interview, and if I want to go with the current company, uh, if the current company is still uh, uh, willing to sponsor my uh, 485, can I actually take the 485J of them without working for them at that time? Is your current company will be cooperative on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will. They will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Technically, if they still have a job offer, if they're still cooperative, yeah, you can still take the 485J supplement saying that 
even though I'm working with this company C, I'm, I want to go back to the previous company after I get my green card. You can tell that, absolutely. Oh, okay, so it doesn't cause any red flag or anything, right? Because no, I'm not no. working for them at that time. No, no sir, it doesn't. Next okay. person, please. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, uh, one second, guys. Um, if you have any questions, please post the message in the chat group, guys, okay? I'm going to send you chat group. Please post the message and I will try to answer uh, at least 10 questions after 12 o'clock, guys. Uh, that means after seven minutes. So post the questions there, I'll try to answer. Ankit, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Rahul. Uh, so like my I-140 was approved with employer, early employer uh, with priority date, uh, June 2014. My current employer has filed 140 in August and then filed 45 last month. It got accepted and just received all the receipts for myself and my wife. So. My question is like my 140 is still pending with a new company and which is in the regular processing. So like, should I push them to uh, process? Uh, yeah. Premium? Yes, sir. Definitely premium. Is, is there like uh, like two separate applications? Like they are telling me like it's not dependent on my 485, uh, like my 765 EAD is not dependent on 140. It's just like it's going to come regardless if 140 is in pending. So is, is, it, is it true? Uh, repeat again. So they are saying like my 765 EAD application is not... See, EAD will be approved irrespective of the I-140, but you don't want a knife hanging over on your neck, okay? It's better to remove it. It's better you pay $2,500 removed as soon as possible. I'm I'm asking, but like they are saying like it's not company policy, like we cannot even take money. I offered everything because they are saying like we cannot do it. So well, like there's nothing you can do about it then. Does that impact any timeline or on the EAD or 131 or anything? Uh, not for that though, but the not not that, but still, yeah. No, it doesn't impact the I-131 or EAD. Okay. Okay. Even if my uh, date get like final action dates gets current, like I still need one. Then you one. won't get the green card if the I-140 is not approved. And how about like travel restriction? Can I like travel? No problem with travel. No problem with travel. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Harpreet. Next person, please. Hi, uh, Rahul. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So I'm an Indian physician and obviously stuck in a backlog. 2013 is a priority date. I just received my EAD. Advanced parole is pending. I uh, have written two books. My another book is coming out. And how should I record my income? Should I start a new company uh, under the new name or new something? Or should I just get the income from the book straight away from Amazon into my account and then ask my CPA to uh, do um, that? You can do, you can do one thing. Um, you can do one thing. Um, you can have one other com company file a concurrently filed H-1B for you. On, okay. on my brand new company? Should I have a, like, a, let's say, you know. No, not, not your company. So right now, Right now you're working for one hospital, right? Yeah. So another clinic can file a two hour or three hour H1B for you or four hour H1B for you. Mm -hmm. And that company can receive the income for what you're doing and then they can pay you. Do you see my point? Mm -hmm. Okay. Otherwise I cannot have the income from that book recorded to myself. It's not about the income. That it's, it's that you're working on something which you're not supposed to work on. Okay. Your employer should be only X company. You cannot you cannot be working for Y company though. You see the point? Okay. 
Got it. So you can have another company file a H1B that you will be doing some research or writing books for them on behalf of them. And that company can get the income for you. Okay. Okay. Not your own company. Okay. Thank you. Next person. Rana. Uh, yeah. Hi, Rahul. So my wife's I-94 got expired on October 2nd, but she has a valid visa, H-4 visa until December 2nd. Um, so, but she's flying to India on this, uh, October 28th. So, uh, may know our options, like, you know, what should we do here? Like to keep, her uh, I want you to contact a lawyer privately though. Okay. There are certain okay. things I can't tell in the, in the conference call. Next person, please. Sam. Yeah. Uh, I, I am an Indian citizen now and my L1 is in process. So my question is, once my Elevana is approved and I enter USA and I become, uh, and again, I apply for I-140 and 485, by that time I become Canadian citizen. So how it will impact my Elevana status no. and pending application no. of I-140 and 485? Nothing. It won't impact negatively at all. You're good. So I have to apply anything again or I have to update them? No, 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 no. You just need to update them. You don't have to apply. We go by you, Sam. We don't care which country you are in. Uh, it won't once, have any impact. By that time, when I'll be leaving the country, I don't have the Indian passport. So the stamp would not be there. Uh, how I can travel outside the country? If, if you have a stamping in Indian passport, and then you have, you have now got the Canadian passport, you have to go to the consulate to get the stamping again. Thank you. Okay. But you don't have to get the L1 again. You just need to okay. say, it's, just, it's the same Sam, the Indian citizen. I'm the same. You just have to prove it. And then they will take your biometrics and test you if you're the right person, then you're good. If you're the wrong person, then it's a different issue. Next person, please. Madhu. Niva Prasad. Madhu? Yeah, hi. Hi, Rahul. Go ahead, sir. Niva, go ahead. Neva Prasad. Hello. Okay. Um, uh, question, Rahul. Do you have time? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm in EB2 rest of the world. Yesterday, my 485 changed to case remains pending due to visa unavailability. Have cases mm -hmm. already been retrogressed? You're the rest of the world, is right? That is correct. That should not be. Raise a service request or contact the USCIS with a congressional inquiry. Okay. You go to the congressman's office, there's a case assistance, and then based on that, you, you approach them saying that, look, I'm the rest of the world, my priority date is current. Uh, why is this? They will respond. Maybe it's a glitch that's going on, but I just want to rule it, rule it out. Make sure that you are in a proper place, okay? Okay, thank you. Let me go with the question. My kids were born in UK. We are born in India. Can we use the cross-country chargeability to get early GC? Uh, no. It's only your spouse, not your children. If my I have H1 transfer approved on USCIS website waiting for that, can I resign based on the case status approval? You can even resign based on the H1B receipt notice. You can even resign based on the FedEx tracking number too. 
That's what we tell people to do. My priority is 2012 EB2 or is second year for one year. We don't see any reason why the transfer or application was transferred to uh, TSC from NL. Can we sue USCIS? If your priority date is current, though, if your priority date is current, you said 2012, but I don't know it's March 2012 or December 2012. If it's March 2012, we recommend you suing the USCIS. And we recommend to contact Stephen Brown in our office. He's taking the cases now. Stephen Brown. Not me, but Stephen Brown. You can sue. We, we, yeah. Uh, my, I'm in fifth year. My current, uh, I'm in fifth year of H1B. Uh, my current employer is not filing for GC. I'm looking for another employer ready to file GC. Until when should my GC process begin? to be eligible for H-1B extension after six months. Um, you should, you should, MD, you are in trouble, buddy. I mean, you, you should not wait. You should have a company file a green card, ASAP, okay? And uh, I want you to watch this video that we made on people like you. I got medical RFE in case filed in October, 2020. Yeah, respond to it. If you get an RFE, if you don't respond to it, they will deny your application. Even if your priority date is not current, you better respond to the RFE. My employer filed labor certification back in 2000 approved. I, can I switch job next year? I'm eligible for one year extension on the basis alone. I am the rest of the world. Ah, uh, why not you get to file the 485 application, Dhanunjay? Why do you want to move? I definitely don't like the idea. I want you to consult a lawyer. I, you need to get rid of us in your life as early as possible, Dhanunjay. Uh, can H4 dependents travel to India while H1B transfer initiative pending approval? Yes, absolutely. If their validity is there, they can. No problem with it. My spouse used her H-1B for six months until then converted H-4. Later, her employer revoked the H-1B. Can she file a H-1B transfer further with withdrawn H-1B petition? Absolutely, she can. No problem, she can. She will not have any problem. The only thing is that she will only get a maximum of five and a half years out of the six years of H-1B. But she will not have any problem whatsoever at all. I have AB1C filed in August to my application, I-140 and pending. My I-485 was having status. I don't know if your I-140 is approved or not, so I'm getting, getting confused with your question though. If the I-140 is not approved, what is your question now? So yeah, if, if they have moved to field office, though, no, they shouldn't be moving the field office though. It will be adjudicated in Nebraska or uh, this case should not have been moved to NBC, but if it's moved to NBC, it can always come back to uh, Texas or Nebraska because I-140 is not approved. I don't know how rest of the world retrogation, how it's going to work. Uh, if I were you, Dhananjay, I would not, Wait, file the 485, man. File the 485. 
My prior date is June 2014 for EB2 filed EB3 downgrade, then EB2 recently EB3 transfer notices prior to date as October 2015. Is it a typo? Um, the I-485 transfer notice may say October 2015. You can ignore that though. Um, if you're staying more than three months in India, EAD, AP, you should consult a lawyer. Uh, if you're working on EAD and if you're working from a different location, it is perfectly allowed. My wife extended I-94 with Cancun travel, but now H4 approved with a new I-94. Do you see any issues? No issues. You're good. I have H1B stamped on my passport until September 2000. I'm planning to travel in India in January back in February. Okay, that's good. I'm going through an employer change right now. Do I need to get stamped again? No, you don't need to. When you come back, Shishir, you need to mention them you're working with this company B and make sure you get a 994, not until September 20, 2023, but until your new H1B expires. And as soon as you enter into the country, check the I-94. If there is any problem, it's easy to clear if you check the I-94. So if you come back in February, check the I-94, to see if it's reflecting properly. If it does not reflect, there are ways to correct it. My daughter is 20 years old, born in UK. Does she need a job and company to apply for the GC? Yep, she needs a job. She doesn't need a job. She, she needs a job offer to apply for the GC. Yes, she comes under the rest of the world. Uh, she comes, but based on her, you cannot take advantage. Well, there's one thing. She can apply for a green card and get a citizenship and then she can file an application for you. That's one possibility you can think about. Uh, thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 3.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.